Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. Hello, welcome to the Play-Based Learning Podcast. I have Molly Von Kempen here today, and she is at read.by.the.window on Instagram. And I have her here to share her top five read-alouds in the classroom. She's going to give us some tips and tricks to use along with those books. So welcome, Molly. Tell us a teeny bit about yourself, and then we'll dive into our top five. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm Molly. I have been in early childhood now for, um, over 10 years. Um, I teach currently at a lab school, so I get to coach pre-service teachers, but I also get to be in the classroom. Um, toddlers have my heart. So that's primarily who I work with. Um, but all ages, um, of course are wonderful toddlers. Just that's where my love is. Um, so I started read by the window to just share some high quality books that I found, um, to be awesome to use in the classroom, but, um, just really high quality literature and getting that out in the hands of people who work with children. Um, so that's really what inspired, um, read by the window. Um, and so I'm so happy to talk about, this is a very hard question for me. My five (laughs) top five, that's a hard thing, but we'll we'll, we'll we'll just go with the five five that I've used a lot. Yes. yes. There we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Okay. Um, so can what's I jump the- right in? Yes, please. What's number okay. one? Um, just one of my favorites. I can't say it's my absolute favorite, but um, Owl Babies um, oh. is one that I have used consistently for many, many years in the classroom. And it's always a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't read Owl Babies, go find yourself a copy. Um I'm sure it'll be at any library you go to. It's been out for a long time now. Yeah. Um, and so Owl Babies follows um, the story of three baby owls um, and their mom goes out hunting. And so they are sitting and waiting for mom to come back from hunting. And they're wondering, will she come back? What will she have? What has she been doing? Um, and so the reason I love that book so much is because at the beginning of the school year and really throughout the school year, but definitely at the beginning, Um, that's the same question kids are wondering, um, you know, where is mom? What's she up to? What's she doing? Where's dad? Um, where's grandma? Where's my brother or sister? Um, that question just is in their little brains a lot. And so owl babies really gives them a safe place to explore, um, those questions. Um, and so I, I use it a lot to reassure them, you know, look, owl mom came back, like, just like your mom or dad comes back every day. Um, and so that is, um, one of the reasons why I love using it. It's also a really great, um, conversation starter as the kids get more comfortable, 
um, to talk about um, what they think will happen. Um, what did mom do? What do you think she found? Um, I had a kid who drew this like beautiful picture of what he thought mama owl was doing when she was out hunting. Maybe she found a mouse. Um, maybe she found something else. And so um, I just, I love using this book in so many contexts. Um, one thing that I always do when I read it is I have um, like an owl puppet with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a big mama owl um, and then I have some little baby owls um, and I have a little, just a little basket that I use to make the little nest. Um, and so we use that throughout storytelling. The kids get to, you know, pet the owls. Sometimes they'll get to hold it. Um, there's one owl in the story that's always really nervous. And so I think the kids really connect with it. So sometimes they'll ask to hold just that one. Um, Aww. cause they're, they're like, I feel you like, yeah, <laughs> you're nervous. I'm nervous. Let me help you. Um, and so it, it builds those empathy skills too, I think, um, which is great. And then the, the puppets are always available to them, um, to kind of retell that story after we're done. Um, and so it's fun to see them, you know, be able to retell that story and bring mama owl back. Um, so yeah, I love using that book. Amazing. And folk manis, do you have folk manis puppets? Yes. Those are the folk most Man- amazing puppets, totally yep. worth the investment, but they have the mm-hmm. cute little finger owl baby puppets that are adorable. <laughs> yes. that go along with that book. Perfect. And they're, they're very, very durable too. Mm-hmm. We've had the same owl now in the toddler classroom for years, which I think says a lot. <laughs> Yes. That it survived. In a toddler room <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So yes, they have, they have my seal of approval. Um, another one that I use a ton is going on a bear hunt. Oh, yes. Um, I, I, Kristen, I think we've talked about this before, but it was not my favorite book when I first started teaching. Yeah. I just, I couldn't get on board. And then I don't know what changed, but something changed. And I read it once and I was like, okay, now I get it. I get why this is so amazing. <laughs> so so well, now I'm cat, all in. The song's amazing. The song's amazing. Um, if if you don't have the book like right with you, there is an amazing YouTube video um, where the author, um, Michael Rosen, actually reads the story. And then behind him is the pictures from the book. Um, so like if you're in a crunch, you don't have it in the classroom, but you have, you know, ability to play a YouTube video. Like you can hear him telling the story. Oh, that's neat. Um, so that's really cool. It's a great resource if you need it. Um, but going on a bear hunt, um, I just, every toddler class I have ever had since I, since I was like, okay, get why this book is amazing, um, has been so invested in this book and engaged in this book. And I think, again, it goes back to that, like, it's a safe place to explore, like, what will happen? Yeah. Um, are we ever going to go bear hunt in real life? Probably not. That oh. might not be an experience we all have, but what might happen if we did? Um, and it's a really safe place to figure out what will happen. And so um, they love just the drama of the story, too. Yeah. Um, I get really to, like, all the sounds when you're telling yes. the story. Um and just fluctuating your voice a lot. So like when they get to the cave, we get really quiet and the kids all sit there and they're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Even though we've read it 600 times, they know what's going to happen. Um, they just love like reenacting that drama. Um, and this is a really great book to take outside too. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I'll do is we have, um, I've got like a wireless speaker 
Yeah. And so I'll put that YouTube video on of him telling the story and then we'll walk around um, our outdoor space and pretend that, you know, we're actually going through so mud or we're going over the bridge. Um, and then we find like a little space under a tree or something to be our cave. Um, mm-hmm. And then when the bear wow. comes, we all just scream and run around the entire space. And it's so fun. Um, and they ask for that over and over and over again. So going on a bear hunt. There's a, can I, can I add a song that we like to do not really in conjunction with this, but it just like builds on it. It's called looking for Dracula and you can find it on Spotify, but it's, um, Charlotte diamond, I believe. And she's has this fun little accent looking for Dracula. I'm going on a bear hunt, but you're actually looking for Dracula and it's really fun to do this time of year. Yeah. All season. Mm -hmm. I had, I had a little girl one year who was so scared of that song. And I was like, I know sometimes they are. So yeah, (laughs) you kind of have to to feel out your audience for that. Yeah. Do a little context painting before that. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Number three. Number three is I went walking. Um, so this is, um, I know we're on a podcast, but I'm going to show Kristen here just in real life. I went okay, walking. So written by Sue so, Williams. Written by Sue Williams, illustrated by Julie. Um, I think it's a Vivasa. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but yeah. that's my best guess. But it's, um, so it follows this little girl who goes on a walk, um, and I assume it's a farm. It's not really specific. Yeah. Um, and she, um, it's kind of similar to like a brown bear, brown bear type thing. Oh yeah. Um, it's, I went walking and what did I see? Um, and then there's a little clue on the page and then you turn the page and you get to see what animal, um, that she saw on her farm. Um, it's really simple text. So I use it a lot with toddlers because, um, you're not like engaged in that really long narrative. You can skip parts if you want. It It's not going to mess up the story at all. Um, so it's a really flexible book to read. Um, for us, we're in Nebraska. And so like farming and agriculture is really just a part of our place here. And so, um, you know, we, we've had a mama duck come to our outdoor classroom and lay eggs. And so this one is really, um, I think, just special to us because we get to see all these things on our campus. Um, and so that's another thing to think about too, is like what, what is um, available and what do your kids know a lot about and, yeah. and choosing a book that will help with that. Um, but for us, the I went walking and seeing all the farm animals, seeing the pigs and the horses and all that stuff um, is something that a lot of our children have available to them. Yeah. Um, and so I love to do, um, I love to do some visuals with this one too. Um, so they give little clues, like you might see the tail of the dog on one page and then okay. you have to guess like what you see. Mm. And so I'll hold up a couple of visuals. I'm like, Ooh, is it the cow? Does a cow have a tail like that? And then we talk about, oh. you know, those things, or we'll do animal sounds with it. What does the dog say? Um, or I'll say like, I'll make the animal sound and I'll say, wonder what that is. Um, and so it's really building that drama again, and they get so excited when they guess correctly. <laughs> it's <laughs> so exciting for them. And I think my favorite part, I will tell you, and what makes the kids laugh every time is there's a duck. And the only clue you get about the duck being next is that their, um, their little booties up in the air. Cause they're diving down to get oh something my in the water. 
And all of them are like, it's a duck booty. And then, oh my gosh. They love that part. It's hilarious. Duck so cute too. Right? I think so too. I do. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Number four. Um, so another one talking about context, it's called Squirrels Leap, Squirrels Sleep. Oh. oh. Um, yes, it's I know it's kind of hard to say out loud. Um, but again, like squirrels are all over our campus like we have we even have flying squirrels on our campus which is pretty fun oh wow we do um they're very hard to see we haven't seen one like in real life but I know that they exist (gasps) and they have little houses on campus and and so it's really cool that's a part of our um kind of a part of our place here and so this book um it's really informational but it also is really simple and tells just like facts about squirrels Um, it's always something that our kids point out, like at home on walks, you know, like all over our city is just so many squirrels. And so like, this has become like a thing that we (laughs) talk about a lot is the squirrels. Um, and so the book really, um, it can give you a lot of information. You can skip some of that information, but it has really great illustrations. Um, nonfiction is a, a really good thing to start working into the classroom if you can. And, I feel like it's a hard thing to get right, but this book really gets it right. Like there's enough information, but not too much, not too overwhelming, yeah. especially if you're working with squirrels. Um, so it talks about the different kinds of squirrels, um, you know, talking about like how they sleep. Um, mm-hmm. I've always kind of wondered, like, yes. how does that look? And so they talk about, you know, that they can curl up in a nest and they use their tail to cover themselves up. Yeah. Um, and so just some of those questions about the world around them. Um, I love to bring in books about that. So squirrels leap, squirrels sleep is another Amazing. one that I use a lot. Mm. And squirrels are the cutest. I actually have a baby squirrel that I'm taking care of right now. Oh, his name is awesome. And <laughs> he, like, I'm his mommy. I didn't think that squirrels were really like social animals, but mm-hmm. I can definitely tell that he prefers to be with me yeah just being alone we call it the squirrel hut so we have like this mm-hmm. screen porch and we filled it with a whole bunch of branches and sticks so that he yeah. like start to learn how to like climb on trees yeah. and collect yeah. leaves like dead leaves and stuff to make his nest so um he definitely when he hears me coming I'll go baby as I'm coming around the corner and he'll stick his little head out of his little squirrel house and Gosh, like, come amazing. and wait for me and then climb up on me and like wait for me to feed him. So <laughs> and then it, you know, like he like yesterday he hung out in my overalls for oh, like over an hour and he just took a nap inside my like the front of my overalls. Oh yeah. my gosh. I didn't realize amazing. they were like super social. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what all of our kids would want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little pet squirrel to keep in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. 100%. And I, I have that except for they smell really bad. Their urine oh. is like the worst. So you don't really want a pet squirrel, but, <laughs> but like a squirrel that we're hopeful that once we release him, um, that he'll stick around our yard and still yeah. us and stuff, but yeah. yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a wild squirrel. So it's oh, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. He's that. our, our fourth squirrel that we've rehabbed and released. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, kind of fun. You have to send me some pictures or something so I can show, show the kids. He's so cute. They would love that. Yeah. <laughs> they would love that. Okay. Well, last I, but not least. 
my last book it also has a squirrel. <laughs> um, so this one, um, probably not for like little toddlers, maybe a little bit older. It's called The Leaf Thief. Okay. Um, I don't know if you um I know like Barnes and Noble right now is carrying like the five dollar book version. Okay. Um, like they do like a smaller hardcover and it's yeah. only five bucks. So oh, amazing. Awesome. They're doing that deal right now. Um, so it is on read by the window too. So if you go, I did a post on it. Um, it's about the squirrel who gets so panicked and anxious because the leaves start falling off his tree. And he is so convinced that someone has stolen his leaves. Um, and so he kind of has to problem solve and learn some things throughout the story about, um, just the seasons changing, um, from fall to winter. Um, and so on. And so I like to use it at this time of year when the leaves just start um, falling a little bit and mm-hmm. the kids get, it's a really funny story. The kids get just like fits of giggles as we read this. Um, I love to be like over dramatic because he, because <laughs> the squirrel is too. And so when we, when we read it, we just get really dramatic. Um, you know, he has these moments where he's like, you stole my leaf. And we just get like really into it. Oh um, and then of course, you know, when we go outside and the leaves are falling, they like to pretend, you know, that they're the squirrel that doesn't know what's happening with the leaves. Um, so that's a, that's a really funny one, um, Aww. to kind of bring out this time of year for us in Nebraska. It's, you know, we're slowly, slowly starting to see some of the leaves change. Nothing's fallen quite yet, but, yeah. um, it's really fun. I love oh, so we've Check got leaves. We're in Minnesota and we have leaves falling everywhere right now. Yeah. It, nothing has really, I mean, some trees have changed, but not a ton. Um, but like, I think I have a maple tree and the maple is like dropping leaves like crazy. Oh my gosh. We, we, it was still like 90 degrees the other day. Oh, I know. I know. That's how I felt. Oh, Lara, let's like, just get here. We need some. We'll, Can we'll I, get there. Can I throw in a sixth bonus book? One of my faves. Yes, please. Okay. So uh, I worked with three, four or five year olds. And one of my favorites was the little old lady who wasn't afraid of anything. I love that one. I know that one has so many fun sound effects that the kids can make with you as in the repetitive. And so it's just a really great interactive read aloud. Another one of the things that I used to love to do during when I would read stories is have a story basket. So it was a picnic basket and it had a lid and then I would keep props inside the story basket and then like reach in and pull them out um, and have have props that go along with it. So there's like shoes and there's a shirt and there's a um, pair of pants and what else? Gloves. Uh Yeah. So that was, that was always one of my favorites. I, I love that one too. Um, I, I did something similar. I had, um, pictures of like, um, the things in the story and then I'd leave those out and the kids would do like sequencing and they try to like build, um, you know, which came first and what came next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, that's such a good one. Um, because of all the sound effects that you can yeah. do with it. Um, it just, it draws them in so quickly. And again, it's that safe place to, yeah. to explore, like what would happen? What Definitely. would you do if you were walking in this? Amazing. <laughs> and you ran into a pair of pants? Oh my gosh. I love I, that. I want to throw in one more because yeah, I, please do. I get to, I mean, you and I, we could probably just, Oh, we like, could do this all day. 700 of them. Uh-huh. Um, 
um, those mean, nasty, dirty, downright, disgusting, but invisible germs. That's the actual name of the book. Have you ever heard of that? I have not read it. I've seen it. I have not read it. Okay. I mean, get on it. It's well, so what I, I mean, it's not written the most beautifully, um, but the illustrations are great. And what I did is I went on Amazon and bought little monster finger puppets or like these little plastic finger puppets. Uh And those represented the germs in the book. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I think there was like five different germ scenarios. And so every single time, like I used to wear like a hoodie Uh sometimes when I would, I would make sure that I had them hidden or put them in like a little story bag or something. And then reach my hand in and I'd get one on my finger and pull it out and that everybody would scream because of the monster. But it was it's also a great way to teach them to wash their hands with soap yes. and water and then to dry them with a hand towel. Um so it's a great one at the beginning of the school year because it's light and fun and if you pair it with puppets, little finger puppets, oh. it's like the fave. Oh my, my God. And you would read it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they also, I have to throw in, to throw in also, one more when you're. Oh, okay. They have it in a Spanish version too. So you can oh, perfect. get it in Spanish, I believe. So I, this is just, I've just discovered this one this year. Um, Just because we all know when we work with uh, preschoolers, how big into boogers they are Ooh. right yeah talking about boogers, like <laughs> everything so there's actually a book I think it's called I'd have to look for sure the secret life of boogers oh um and it just talks about like what boogers do for your body oh. um and so it's good it's got a lot of information it's not going to be one that you like sit down and read like cover to cover but oh my gosh the kids just think it's hilarious number one that you're talking about it like they're like oh my gosh my teacher's talking about boogers oh my gosh um and then they actually learn a whole ton about like why you have them <laughs> okay so and it's so, a- like cold season I'm like this is gonna be great I think it's called the secret life of boogers it is. and it <laughs> is by sure. I, I got it up here okay um, yeah Mariona there you Colosa go Sistere I'm not Perfect. sure if I pronounce all of those names, all of those parts of her name correctly, but that is the name of the book, The Secret Life yeah. of Boogers. It's it's a great one. I, oh my gosh. And the, kids just love that you will talk about that with them. Yeah. It takes the stigma out of it does. Yeah. We used to have a, well, they still do at the preschool. I founded a booger mirror and oh, a little mirror down at their level. Yeah. Right, I think. And mm-hmm. it's on the wall. And then right underneath it is like a little tiny table with a box of Kleenexes. And if they have, you know, if they're picking, we can say, go over to the mirror, see, mm. you know, see what you can find and yeah. make it like not a taboo thing, but that just like a normal part of the yeah. day. Like maybe put your secret life of booger book right, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Or like take, buy two of them and take some of the pages out, laminate them and put them on the wall around the booger mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. not? Just sanitize it a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, this was great. I mean, they got like seven or eight. Bonus. I know. No, our top eight. We should find two more. Let's do two more. Let's make it 10. Okay. Okay. Um, you get to do, do one. I'm trying to think of another one I use a lot. Okay. My, can I go? 
Yeah, you go. Well, I actually have two. <laughs> but I have to figure out which one I... Okay, one that I really love for forest school, I'll do this one, is called Bog Baby. Not a, yeah. not a lot of people know about that one, but I love well, I it. Look from you. Yes, I love... Oh, and oh, I love the poop one with the little mole, the mole oh, on the oh. for who done it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Oh, Okay, but Bog Baby. Bog Baby is one of my favorites because when we would take the kids out to forest school, they would always find little critters and want to bring them back. And so Bog Baby is about this little fictitious creature that they find in the bog, these two little two little children, and they bring the Bog Baby back to their little shed in their backyard and they try to take care of it, but then it gets sick oh. because all they're feeding it is cake. <laughs> and then they realize that they need to release the bog baby so that it's healthy again because it's not in the right environment. So bog baby is one of my favorites. Okay. Mm. And what's your, what's yours? Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the classic, um, good night gorilla. Oh, I uh, love that one. Good night gorilla. I it's my plug for, for wordless picture books. Yes. Um, they are so powerful to use with kids. Um, I love Goodnight Gorilla because um, it is that flexible book. So yeah. like, you know, you can you can go through a couple pages at a time if you need to. You can skip a few things. It's okay. Um, but what I like to do is I I laminated um, some file folders. Remember those Manila file folders. Um, so I laminated those and then I made little keys um, and I just put Velcro on it. And so that the kids get to like unlock the cages as we go through the story. Um, and then just having some props available. I, at one point I had like all of the animals, they've all kind of scattered and I, I don't know that I have them all anymore. Um, but Goodnight Gorilla is a really great one. They think it's hilarious that page where you just see the eyeballs. Yeah. Um, that's always like their favorite page. Um, and yeah, Goodnight Gorilla is a classic. My always son, yes. And my son who's eight, that was a staple for bedtime for us for mm -hmm. a very long time. And he, I mean, like learned the whole entire thing and knew every single thing that was coming up. But the one thing that we love to do as we learned the book and started paying attention more to the pictures is there's a red balloon mm -hmm. that like is on almost every page. And it's fun to try to find that red balloon. Throughout yep. The story. Yep. And the yeah. banana too is always something the kids like to, there's always that banana that they have. Mm -hmm. And then at the end it gets eaten. Um, oh, I don't know if we've ever paid attention to the banana before. It's a banana. Um, and they, they think that's really fun to figure out who ate the banana. Amazing. <laughs> they have all sorts of ideas about who ate the banana. Oh, that's so fun. Well, there you go. There was our 10 <laughs> favorites, but not favorites because obviously yeah. we have so many more. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to put the winter book on read by the window. So everyone can, amazing. can check that out too. Look Wonderful. All right. So you can visit Molly on Instagram. That's where she's most active at read.by.the.window. Um, and you can get some great ideas and different read alouds to read um, with your kiddos in your environments. So thank you so much for being here, Molly. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. You take care. Bye. 
Hey, I need you to do me a huge, 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 huge favor. If you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more, can you please go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review? I would so appreciate it. And then connect with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. We'll see you around.